This is another episode of Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. Alright, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Hi, and welcome back to Main Corpse Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, hey. Hey, um, and this is what, the first episode coming back from the new year? Absolutely. So this is the first time you've heard from us in two weeks, which is probably odd for some yeah. of you guys. Yeah. Um, we took a little bit of a break, and it was kind of impromptu, and I apologize. I um, could not handle the holiday stress and almost ended up an episode, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, I, my my holiday was significantly less stressful, Yeah, uh, but it still had its moments. I was like, eh, you know how the holidays are. I do. This is the first year that um, I'm a toddler mom, so mm-hmm. I actually had magic that I had to make. Yeah. And it as it turns out, is really hard to do. I can only imagine. (laughs) Um, I feel like if I were a toddler dad, um, the only magic I would make um, is the kind that, uh, that turns out like really bad. Like I'm trying to make a Prince Charming and I make like a toad instead. So um, we spent the entire evening leading up to uh, Christmas Eve sleeps talking to Millie about putting um, cookies out for Santa, cookies mm-hmm. and milk, right? Yeah. Um, we put her to bed before we did it. Oh, no. So we ended up having to... Um, wake up. Wake up. No, we well. didn't wake her up. We just did it, and we were like, yeah, Mommy and Daddy remembered. Um, and look, Santa was here, and his reindeer ate some carrot. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, that happened. I remember when I was a kid, the year that I figured out that, uh, and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler to anyone. Well, what I'll say is this. My dad, um, I think Santa forgot to take a bite of a cookie one morning. Oh. And so I, so basically I woke up and I was like, well, how are my presents here? And there's no bite out of the cookie. And my dad said, Oh, um... Santa was full. My dad was like, oh, uh... Oh, there's... I think there's something you forgot in your room. Go grab it. I was the first one up. So I run into my room and I come back and there's a bite. And he's like, the cookie fell. And I was like, you take a bite of it. And my dad took a bite of it and I said, those bites look the same, Dad. And I remember my dad being like, well, they're not. Here's your first present. Get your go. Get your brother and Santa sister. Santa was up. in the bathroom. Okay, That's what it was like. He didn't leave yet. <laughs> I was. He in, came back with Rudolph. I was a real jerk of a child. So. Oh, dude, same. Yeah. So, do you want to explain yeah. what we have today for the food, or do you want me to explain it? So we um we did a thing. Yeah, and I'm super excited. And this is the last time we're doing this until yeah. <clears throat> you know um. We decided to do another special episode, but mm-hmm. again, during the Christmas season, we were trying to budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I made something again. I made Christmas tree cakes. Um, I found a recipe for a copycat Christmas tree cake, and right here we've got one of mine and one of little Debbie's, and we're going to try them side by side and see how I did. I, I have been a lifelong friend with little Deborah. 
Um, and I am a Christmas cake fanatic. As a matter of fact, me and your husband, we both count down the days until Christmas tree cakes show oh, up. Oh, I know. Don't tell him, but I've got two boxes hidden in the basement. Nice. He's having a bad day. For, oh, that's the best idea. You pull yeah. them out and surprise him with a Christmas like, tree look. cake. They are, they are phenomenal. Um, as a matter of fact, one time in high school, we went to the mall. And I didn't have money to buy anything. I had like $2 on me. And the Dollar Tree at the old mall had these. And I bought two packs of them and walked around the mall opening up Christmas tree cakes and eating them. Um, Solid. Yeah. I'm Solid that, I still haven't tried the ice cream and you have. I feel like that's episode it material. fantastic. I feel like that's episode material. Maybe next <sighs> short, possibly. We should think about it if we can find it. Yeah, we'll throw that around as an idea. I also have something else that I oh, picked up for us to try. Don't don't spoil it. I won't. Wait. I'm just okay. saying we've got something cool. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I can't wait. Um, this homemade Christmas tree cake looks outstanding. I can't wait for you guys to see a picture of it. So, which one should we start with? I was about to ask you. Should we start with the tried and true or mine? Old school. Let's go old school first. Okay. Here okay. we go. So, this is the original Little Deborah. Mm. I love Christmas tree cakes. <laughs> They're so ridiculous. So, let me explain what I love about them really quick. Mm-hmm. It's the little crunch that you get from the sugar that really does it for me. Like, that's the literally okay. the icing on the cake. Even though there's icing on this cake, the real icing on the cake is the, is the little green sprinkles. Um, okay. I love the texture of the cake itself. Um, I know it's not, like, super moist or anything mm-hmm. like that, but the grainy texture... The um the filling the the cream in the middle. I of feel it. like the cream is oh. better this year than it has been in the last couple it, years. It's good. The only thing as I get older that I don't like as much is the hard shell. The waxy. The waxy hard shell. Like yeah. uh, it just doesn't have the same um effect it effect used to. it used to have on me. Yeah, I got it, you. It tastes oily to me. <laughs> oh yeah, and not in a pleasant way. Uh, maybe again, it's because I got older. Maybe it's because they started using more oil in their their shell. I think they're using more probably to thin it down further because I don't feel like there's as much as there used to be either. Thank you. I remember when I got them as a kid, it was so thick you could flake it off and it was like mm-hmm. big, thick pieces of shell. Um, this is more of a glaze than It's a... still good. It's mm-hmm. actually great. I'm not going to lie. It's great. The shell does pull me out of it a little bit though, especially after I've taken a bite. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. I am... I have waited, guys. You have no idea. When I found out this was happening, I probably looked like a child. See, now, the way yours looks Mm -hmm. is what I remember the old ones looking like. Okay. Mine is more one of the jumbo ones, and we're comparing it side to side with the little guys. Those jumbo ones that you get at Go-Mart. Oh, they're good. So, immediate differences. I used white chocolate instead of a glaze. Oh, you can tell. There is not even a comparison. That is so much better. Is it really... It really is. I was so worried it wasn't going to be. Oh, my gosh. Did you do something floral with this? Or is it the white chocolate give it, that's giving it's it like a floral? It's the white chocolate. Oh, um, my Lord. So the only, the only complaint I have is I didn't get big enough um, sanding sugar for the top. It's, it's really thin. It is. It doesn't have the crunch that the Little Debbie has. But at the same time, pretty much everything else is better. Yeah, I have to say, I like the cream for mine better. It's the buttercream I think you're tasting. Yeah, the buttercream is... I am... It's a marshmallow buttercream. At at heart, I am a buttercream fanatic when it comes to cakes. I'm sure your husband's told you about this. We had many a moment where we thought about it. Yeah, he Um, likes whipped frosting. He does like whipped frosting. I... 
I can't do a lot of whipped frosting. How Sometimes was the one really that was on the cake today? It was shockingly good because it still had a little yes. bit of a grain to it. It's the grain that I like um, in a in a in a in a frosting. There has to be a little bit of a texture and a grain to it. I grew up with a with a cake company close to me, New Era. You've had them before. They were at mm-hmm. my wedding, and they used that old school buttercream that got hard. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Crusting buttercream. Yeah, so good. It's my favorite thing. So, um, 10 out of 10 on this. Thank you. 7 out of 10 on the Little Debbie. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm going to say. I think if the cake wasn't as dry and they had a better glaze. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Let me, let me, as a person who made these, be as forthcoming as possible. Um, don't do it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I made three in a row mm. and it was awesome. And I was like, these are going to be so pretty. I had one that survived and actually <laughs> looked right. Well, it's delicious. So good job. Good job on the one and good <laughs> attempt on the other ones. I mean, the other ones were also delicious. So, I mean, I, so I just now pulled a piece of just the cake and buttercream out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your cake, the texture is much, much better. Um, it still has that kind of grainy texture I like, but it actually... Um, it's not as dry. It's not anywhere near as dry. Yeah, the it's, little Debbie yeah, one's kind of dry. It's very dry. I, I don't yeah. mind it, but um, again, 10 out of 10 on that. That's probably my favorite Christmas tree cake I've ever had. Yeah, unfortunately, um, um, my husband also liked it, so I think I'm going to make them again next year. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think we're going to have to ask you to. Um, I'll, I'll try my best to help. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll do everything I can to I think to we help. might just not do tree shapes, uh-huh. because that was the part that really, really put a wrench in things. Do them in squares and just... just I was thinking squares way. or circles. Circles, are, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Do it like a zebra cake, but tastes like a Christmas tree cake. Well, a zebra cake is a Christmas tree cake, basically. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> I know all. I know all of the uh, the workarounds to get Christmas tree cake in the off season. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready to get to today's um, horror d'oeuvre? I am. Let's do this. Okay. So you're kind of a movie dude. Um, do you watch documentaries at all? I do watch some documentaries, um, mostly documentaries about movies. Well, you maybe have heard of this one. I don't know. Um, do you know who Errol Morris is? I do not know who, who Errol Morris he is. He produced no. a documentary in 2010, and it was called Tabloid. I have heard of the documentary. I have never watched it. Do you know what it's about? I do not. All right. It is about a woman named Joyce. And she spins this amazing story about meeting a man named Kirk in Utah, where she met him when she was out driving her, um, I think it was a Mustang. I don't really remember what the car was. It was, it would have been important to you. You would have written it down. I, it was important to me as a detail. Um, Anyway, she says Kirk saw her driving and followed her to her destination where he parked his car, which happened to be the same car beside her. And made conversation about how cool her car was. And after going out a few times, they began making plans to get married. And after meeting his mother, she says that all of a sudden, he just disappeared. So, what did she do? She did what, as she said, any American girl would do. Hired a private investigator to find him. She got ghosted and hired a PI. Whoa! Okay. So, she finds out he's in the UK. 
<laughs> makes her plans to travel there, talk to her friend Keith, who decides he's going to help her. She hires herself two bodyguards and a pilot. One bodyguard doesn't even make it through customs. The second bodyguard starts seeing things are kind of weird and just says, you know what, I actually don't want the money. And just leaves the UK and goes back. This started in Utah? Yeah. And she hired a private investigator and followed this... Correct. This man to England? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, fun fact, if you watch tabloid... um. The pilot at this point realizes things are weird, but decides he wants to stick around, like watching a train crash. Whoa. Um, and he tells the story just outright. From her showing him chloroform to her wearing a wig that she named Matilda while they were going to the places the PI said that he'd seen Kirk because she had decided he'd been abducted. Do you know who he was abducted by? Who? The Mormons. She, th- because he was a Mormon. She thought he was abducted by the Mormons. Oh yeah. Okay, this is all super normal so far. Nothing to see here. Just keep moving. So let's talk. Wow. September fourteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Kirk Anderson goes missing in Surrey. He was freed three days later. Makes a police report. Um, <laughs> allegedly, he'd been abducted from the steps of a church meeting house for the Church of the Latter Day Saints. Because he was a Mormon. In his report, he said he'd been abducted and taken to Devon, where he was imprisoned against his will, chained to a bed in the cottage where Joyce McKinney had um, attempted to seduce him. And when that failed, she raped him. The police then set up a sting operation a few days later, where Anderson was set to meet with McKinney and her accomplice, Keith May. Which then led to the two suspects being arrested. McKinney and May were arrested and charged with kidnap and assault. They both denied claims, and while being taken um, in the back of a police car to court, she actually held up a note in the window of the police vehicle that read, Kirk left with me willingly. Now, let's talk about this note, because I've seen, I've seen this documentary twice now. I watched it once, and then I had my husband watch it with me. Because I was like, I need to really see this twice. I just have to. Where, um, where, 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 is, where can I find this? It was on Amazon. Amazon? I'm going to look tonight. Yeah. There's wow. a free version, and then there's one that you have to pay for. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, because this is insane. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's talk about that note a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where do you think she had that note? She was in jail. Where do you think she had that note? Oh, no. Where does she have the note? In her prison pocket. Oh. She said she stuffed one in her butthole and one in her vagina. Oh, great. Yep. So. Pleasant, too. Yeah. um, (laughs) At the hearing, McKinney stated that she loved Kirk so much she would ski naked down Mount Everest in the nude. With a carnation up my nose if he asked me to. and Is that verbatim? Verbatim is, I love him so much that I would ski naked down Mount Everest in the nude with a carnation up my nose if he asked me to. So Direct pretty... quote. <laughs> she repeats it in tabloid. Oh, no. Okay. All right. This is... Okay. So several of the press reports really focused um, 
on the differences between McKinney and Anderson. And here's the thing. Kirk was a very large man. And McKinney used to be a beauty queen. Really? Mm-hmm. And I don't see a problem with that, personally. No. Whatever. As long as they're two happy people that willingly, genuinely want to be together, it really doesn't matter to me. The press didn't feel that way. Oh. But based on him, you know, going to the police and taking her to court, I also don't know that they were two adults that willingly wanted to be with one another. Because you both have to be involved. Let's be clear about that, creeps. Anyway, moving on. Under the Sexual Offenses Act from 1956, that was law at the time of the occurrence, because the victim was a male, no crime of rape was considered to have been committed. Indecent assault of the man did apply, though. McKinney and May jumped bail in April of 1978. Their trial was due to start on May 2nd. And in June of 1978, a judge at London Central Criminal Court sentenced them both to a year in prison for skipping bail. Um, but it was made in absentia, which means they weren't there. Wow. So if they ever caught them, you get an extra year of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was only if their bail wasn't paid to the court in forfeit. And it was $1,000 each. No extradition proceedings were instituted by Britain at the time. Here's the thing. This woman was able to afford picking up her life, hiring a pilot, hiring two bodyguards, traveling to the UK. She had two grand to pay for bail. Absolutely, yes. I understand this is the 70s, but it was two grand. Mm-hmm. To someone who could hire a pilot. And a private investigator, investigator to go all the way to England to track somebody down. Exactly. She definitely paid more than 2000 for all that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so in July of 1979, McKinney and May were both arrested in the U.S. on charges of making false statements to obtain passports. They both received suspended sentences. In 1984, McKinney was accused of allegedly stalking Anderson, though he was now married with children. And when she was apprehended for this, uh, she was found to be living in her car near the Salt Lake International Airport where Anderson worked. In a search of the vehicle, it uncovered roadmaps, rope, handcuffs, and notebooks that contained detailed records of Anderson's routines. McKinney insisted that she had driven to the airport to book a flight, but it was discovered that she had driven several thousand miles from her home in North Carolina. After everything, she... Um, goes on to write a book. She wrote a book about what she did. She did. And you know what? I can't find that book anywhere. What's it called? I don't know that it was ever published. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. But she did write a book. Um, In 2004, she was accused of telling a 15-year-old boy to break into a house in Tennessee so she could buy a prosthetic leg for her horse. Yeah. She was charged with criminal conspiracy to con- to commit aggravated burglary and contributing to the delinquency of a minor, but again, jumped bail. In 2008, a woman going by the name of Bernan McKinney appeared in the media after having her dog cloned in South Korea. Journalists realized what was happening, who it was, tied the two incidences together, noting the facial similarity between the two and the fact that one was named Joyce Brennan McKinney, and this woman was going by Bernan McKinney. 
Initially, she denied it, but the International Herald Tribune and other publications ran an admission that she finally made that she was, in fact, the person from the 1977 case. Wait. And that's all I've got. That is that about is Joyce McKinney. One of the wildest stories I've <laughs> ever heard in my entire life. It's been a minute since I came with anything, and how I did, how did she get all of that money? How does she have as much money as she has? Um, so I think her family's wealthy. Okay, on top right. of her being um pretty pretty well known as a beauty queen. Okay, yeah, because like I don't think it would be cheap. To go have your dog cloned. No. I mean, you would have... This person clearly has... And, you know, I feel really bad for the the, the gentleman in the story. Um, because... Kirk, yes. Basically... Not Keith. We don't like Keith. Ba- basically, um, they were like, she's a woman. She didn't do anything to you. And that's... That's wild to hear that. And I know so, times have changed. I get that. But... So let's talk about this actual bit a little bit on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. He could have been excommunicated from the Mor- the Mormon faith for having been raped. That's that's why. Not because he was raped, but because he participated in sexual acts before marriage. Mm-hmm. She took away this man's faith. Don't get me wrong. We've talked about the Mormons. We know how I feel about the Mormons. But to do that to somebody who believes that way... That is just horrifying to me. And taking away someone's option, mm-hmm. completely not okay. Yeah, that's, it's disturbing on so many levels. That That's that's a wild story. I'm going to go look this documentary up tonight and I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> yeah. And to this day, so we know, so everyone's on the same page, Joyce believes that Kirk did in fact leave with her willingly and did not... He was not raped by her. It was all willing. Good note to end on. Uh, (laughs) Fun facts from your favorite creep, and you're welcome for it not being gory. (laughs) Happy New Year. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't gory. We just got to hear all the uh, the places you can hide notes. (laughs) It was... Prison pockets. Prison pockets. (laughs) Well, that's all (laughs) we have for today. Um, Where can they find us at? Um, you can find us in lots of places, especially the place you found us today. Um, oh. Like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Spotify, all kinds of stuff. But if you want to reach out to us, things that you can do is reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or you can email us. Yep, What's our absolutely. email, Matt? <laughs> it's on our Facebook. I know that. All of our contact information is on our Facebook, but I do happen to have it here somewhere. I know it's uh, at Gmail. I know it's a it Gmail account. It is a account. Gmail address. I'm pretty sure it's just Main Corpse Podcast. I think podcast. it's Main Corpse Podcast at gmail.com, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Please hold for further traffic clearance. <laughs> I know. I should have been ready. I was the one who brought it up. But I want you guys to reach out to us, talk to us, send us stuff. Please. We want to talk to you. And it is maincorpsepodcast at gmail.com. It sure is. Get a hold of us. Let us know how things are going. Let us know if you have something you want us to cover. That would be super fun. May it be food. May it be something ridiculous. May it be something gory. Because I'll do that one. Yeah. 
And I do want to throw this out, too, just in case anyone is interested. Um, I will be doing some traveling this year. I'm not going to tell you exactly when yet, just in case anything changes. I'll be traveling to Texas for a few days, and I'll be making my way to Las Vegas this fall. Um, if there is anyone who has any places in uh, and around Dallas, specifically around Irving, and you have anything that you would recommend me try while I'm there, and I can kind of report back on it, um, or if there's anything in Vegas that you're like, when you go there, you have to go try this. Um, I will do my best to give it a shot while we're there. You know, we can do some really cool stuff with that. Let's talk. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. All, All right, right, creeps. Stay happy creepy, you weirdos. And yeah, happy new year.